in the book of Revelation, in the 12th chapter, I'll read to you a couple of verses here this morning. I'll start with verse, I believe it's 9, 10. I'm reading from the uh, Passion Translation. So now salvation and power are set in place, and the kingdom reign of our God, and the ruling authority as the anointed one are established. For the curse accuser of our brothers and sisters who relentlessly accuse them day and night before our God has now been defeated, cast out once and for all. They conquered him completely through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful word and their testimony. They triumphed because they did not love and cling to their own lives even when faced with death. So rejoice, you heavens and every heavenly being, but woe to the earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows his time is short. Another translation said they overcame the accuser of the blood of the Lamb, the Word, and their testimony. Amen? So how do you overcome the thing that's coming against you? You know, are we, we've got a pattern there that's shown us. You know, we try to fight things too often. Lights up, huh? In, in our own. You know, I mean, we, we want to do it in the physical all the time. You know what I'm saying? But we're not physical. We are a spiritual being inside of a physical body. Okay? So how would you do that, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Number one is, hey, listen, I am covered by the blood of the Lamb. My sins have been forgiven. I'm a new creation, okay? All things made new again, okay? By the Word, what are you into today? What is the Word of God that you need? Hey, by His stripes I am healed. By His stripes I am made whole. Amen? Okay. And then, then tell me your testimony. What's your testimony? I'll tell you what. Sister Rita, hey, I'm not jogging yet, but I'm not walking like I was six months ago. He's healing my body. My body's getting stronger, okay? Oh, and, and Satan hates a testimony like that. You know? But, but he wants to get, get to the point where we just give up, okay? Hey, I guess this is the way I am, okay? Hey, I am who I am. I'm a spirit inside of a body. And God promised me to strengthen me and give me another day on planet Earth. You know, praise God. And I tell you, if we can worship God in the middle of the storm, we can worship Him during the, the rainbows. If I can put it that way, you know. We have to learn to do that, you know. Man, hey, you got a problem? Okay, hey, tell me first of all, how are you going to defeat that problem? Well, number one, you know, the blood of the Lamb. I'm covered, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Carol said earlier, hey, we're a child of God, born again. Woo-woo! And you know what God says, my... And God said in His Word, my, my child is my inheritance. And I've got a good inheritance. And so I declare right now testimony that my boy or my girl might not be perfect at this moment. I'm telling you what, they're covered by the blood and I declare that they shall be. They're not where they used to be. They're not where they should be. But neither am I. By being changed. The Word of our te- to encourage one another. That's how we, we, we win. You know? Isn't it awesome? So when you got a battle going, you get something small or big. Number one, make sure you're covered by the blood while you're born again. Number two, find that Word of God that speaks to this thing in your life. And you'll always find the Word of God in there if you look hard enough for the situation you're in. Then find a testimony. Sure, that was me. I mean, somebody sitting here today say, yeah, covered by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. And he says, all things new again. This is a new day. Hey, I made it through last night, and I'm here today. Woo, he gave me strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, okay? I can do it another day. I can do it. And every day, encourage you. Go one day at a time. You have to go one hour at a time. You do one hour at a time. Hey, I haven't smoked a joint in 24 hours. woo Hey, I haven't cussed out anybody in 24 hours. I haven't gossiped anybody in 24 hours. I threw my pornography books away. I haven't, I'm not pornicating. Whatever it might be. Lie, cheat, steal, and say, hey, I made it 24 hours. I ain't do another 24 hours. Amen? If you want it. If you want it. If you don't want it, you ain't going to get it. Because he tells us one thing. you got to resist that devil. Resist him. It's not a, it's not a, a what do we say, a powder puff derby. I used to be with women who would drive cars and wreck each other, okay? It's a fight. It's a fight for your soul. And He's giving you everything you need to be delivered and be strengthened from it. you got to grab a hold of it and fight it. The battle's real. I'm telling you what. He'll sneak up in the middle of the night. 
Like Sister Penny says, listen, it'll give you strength. And if you got to cry out for help, cry out, I need you to pray with me, I need strength to overcome this thing. Most temptations come your way and you resist. Believe you. You ever been tempted? Amen. You ever fall in temptation? Amen. You ever overcome temptation? Amen. Man, when you get tempted, you get that point. Oh man, man, I know. Oh, one time, whatever it might be in your head, whatever you get tempting, one time. But uh, as you resist the devil, no, I'm a child of God. I'm covered by the blood. He says, "Resist the devil, he will flee." I'm resisting him, and all of a sudden, whew, whatever that temptation is, is lifted and it goes away. Okay, witness. Anybody been there before? And does that strengthen? Like man, so you realize, man, I did it. Well, the old people, he'll come back around again, won't he? He'll come back around again, but don't let him, don't let him waylay you. You know, he'll come around, and either be when things are really going great, and you'll think, well, hey, one time, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing pretty good now. Or when things are really, really going bad. Well, man, I've been fighting this thing for a while. Why should I? He'll try to get you to give in one time. And when you give in, you feel terrible. Dad, burn it. I'll tell you what. But what are you going to do? You get back up again. You find that word. You remind yourself you're covered by the blood. You speak that out. You get your testimony going. We have a friend. He was doing really well for several months. And he tripped. He tripped up on what he was fighting. But today he's at 26 days clean. Amen? He didn't give up. You know, back up again. And, and you know, I tell you what, the devil wants you to give up. Whatever, he, he wants to destroy you. He wants, man, you got to find a testimony. Everyone's got a testimony. That's how they overcome the devil. You know? You might be in the middle of something right now. And maybe 15 years ago, the Lord delivered you or something. Hey, you got a testimony, right? He didn't give up for you, uh, on you then, did he? Have a plan and purpose for your life? I know it hasn't changed any. This deceiver, this accuser of the brethren, is really raging more and more and more. His time is short. He'll do everything that he can to derail you. That's why it's so important, like you've done this morning, coming together as brothers and sisters and boom, you know, see smiling faces. And smile at the beans that Kenny made. <laughs> Soup beans today. But really to encourage us. We're all going through things, you know. And what you need to do is hang around people that's got the same type of mind that you have, right? Well, <laughs> except for Susan. <laughs> she needs to be with us, but no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But, you know, we do something, my wife and I, I don't know why we do it, but we do it if we have the opportunity. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to say, 7 o'clock, weeknights, you know what we're doing? Could be. We are watching Jeopardy on television. And probably eating in front of the television, you know? It's amazing. They have a champ right now. I think he's six or seven days, won like a quarter million dollars so far. But it's just amazing to listen to them folks. You know, they say, okay, uh, I'll take uh, word animals for $500. Or whatever. He passed on. Yes, okay. Uh, what's the name of the four-legged creature that hangs out in trees that grows pink bananas in the island of Tahiti that is named after a scientist who lived back in the 1600s? <laughs> oh, that's uh, Fernando. Oh, yes, you won. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder how in the world does he not We're looking at each other. Wow. Hey, pass me some chips, will you, honey? Yeah. Um, wow. And this guy, the champ right now, he answered the average of 34 questions correctly. Hey, I got an off of Bonnie. Bonnie's watching too, yeah. 34 questions a night. Oh my land. I don't see, once in a while we, we, she might get four, I might get one, you know what I'm saying? I'm waiting, and sometimes they have a Jeopardy for college kids, right? I'm waiting for Jeopardy for preschool. I might have a chance then. But trying to learn more. How do you get smarter? Do you hang out with smart people? Amen? And then after a while, you're overwhelmed. So, at 7.30, to bring us back down to earth and make me feel a little better about myself, we watch Will Fortune. <laughs> yes, yeah, amen. But it's hanging out with folks that, that, you know, you want to be smarter, hang out with smart people. 
You know, if you want to act like you're the smartest one, hang out with dumb people. That's why I love coming to church. I'm saying no. But, but we, we can talk to one another. I mean, I, it's amazing. They have a desire for all that knowledge. Now, there's knowledge and there's wisdom. I'm not sure how wise some of these folks are on Jeopardy. But they have a lot of great knowledge and stuff, you know. And uh, so what God wants us to do, the same thing is, when you come in here, you're hearing the Word of God, you're in the middle of praise and worship. I mean, it's changing you. But always remember, Satan will always try to distract you. Amen? He will, you know. Can you imagine being in a waiting room, see a doctor, and you're sitting there, and uh, the doctor comes in, and he, there's several people there, and he says, Oh, hey, Starkey, by the way, that cure I have for you, that was ailing you, and he starts to speak, and then somebody walks across in front of you, or somebody says something or does something, I, I couldn't quite hear him. What he had to speak to you about is gone. And Satan will do the same thing as right here in the middle of this assembly. Have you ever worshipped him and stuff? I love you, Lord. Hey. I love you, Lord. Did you watch Friends last night? I love you, Lord. The Master's trying to speak to you, and I'm interfering with you, okay? Or it could be he's trying to speak to me, and I. I, my subconscious doesn't want to listen to him. Okay? And so I'll do something to break. Boom! The Spirit of God's here and I'll, I'll do something, say something, move, and the Spirit lifts us on us. So we have to understand His tricks, you know. I'm telling you what, if you ever went to the doctor and you're paying $400 an hour for that doctor, when He's going to speak to me, it's going to be about my life. I'm going to listen to him. Nothing's going to distract me. And we got to get the same thing in praise and worship. And nothing's going to distract me, Lord. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. Say, yeah, I don't care who's playing football this afternoon. I love you, Lord. Oh, what's for dinner? I love you, Lord. I'm not going to say, oh, look at Carol's hair today. I'm not looking at Carol's hair today. I'm just telling you, that's how the enemy will come in and try to distract you. And boy, once, boom! I mean, I'll, I'll give you one. If you have a pen and pencil, you write this down, but this is one thing that's very important in life, okay? There, as long as you remember that. You're not in trouble in life anymore. Amen? That's awesome. What did I say? Basically, I walked away with what it was. It's so important. I wanted to... But I was shut down. My communication with you was, was disturbed by something. In this case, I walked away. But it could be you walking away. And that could be physically or mentally. Amen? And we realize what the devil trying to do. Boy, I tell you what. He wants to keep us dumb and stupid. And we're not dumb and stupid, are we? Are we a child of God? Are we smart and intelligent because of Him who reigns in us? Amen. Seriously. Yeah. Don't get down on yourself so much. But we got a, we got a letter that Brother Paul wrote to the church. Oh, it's been a while back. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while back. <laughs> a couple, a couple years ago, Carol. Mm -mm. A couple thousand years ago. But I want to find my notes here. I'm going to go to Second Corinthians for a moment. Second Corinthians. I'm going to be around verse 22. I'm in Second uh, Corinthians anywhere. On, just grab a chapter, chapter 11, verse 22. But he's going to speak to us in a moment from his letters. And it's for each one of us, you know, because, I mean, if someone could talk, Paul could do the talking. And in verse 22, and I got very small print today, I didn't charge up my electronic phone or electronic Bible. Uh uh. I'm used to how mine reads, huh? In verse 22, Paul said, Now, are these super apostles of yours, Hebrews? I am too. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? Me too. Are they servants of the Anointed One? <laughs> I'm beside myself when I speak this way, 
but I am much more of a servant than they. I have worked much harder for God, taken more beatings, and been dragged to more prisons than they. I've been flogged excessively multiple times, even to the point of death. This is Paul serving Jesus, loving the Lord. Born, and he is born again. Remember on the road to Damascus, he met the master? Got knocked off his horse? Man, this is Brother Paul speaking. Five times I received 39 lashes from the Jewish leaders. Three times I experienced being beaten with frauds. Once they stoned me. Three times I've been shipwrecked. For an entire night and a day, I was adrift in the open sea. In my difficult travels, I faced many dangerous situations, perilous rivers, robbers, foreigners, and even my own people. Even my own people. I've survived deadly peril in the city and the wilderness, with storms at sea and with spies posing as believers. I've toiled to the point of exhaustion and gone through many sleepless nights. I've frequently been deprived of food and water, left hungry and shivering out in the cold, lacking proper clothing. And besides these painful circumstances, I have the daily pressure of my responsibility for all the churches with a deep concern weighing heavily on my heart for their welfare. I am not a law for who is desperate and weak, and I do not feel their weaknesses. Who is led astray into sin, and I do not burn with zeal to restore them. If boasting is necessary, I will boast about examples of my weakness. The God and the Father of Lord Jesus who is eternally praised, knows that I am speaking the truth. Once when I was in Damascus, the governor under King Arthias had his troops searching for me to have me arrested. But I was suffered in a basket, stuffed in a basket, and lowered down through a window and managed to escape. Now, there's a brother who's been through some stuff, right? You know, we all can say we've been through some stuff serving the Lord, but, you know, it'd be kind of hard to match that, I think, at the moment. But his concern in all he's been through, he writes this letter. We have it in Galatians, chapter 5. If you want to turn there, we're going to be plowing there for a little bit. But he writes this letter to believers, to you and me, to those around them that day. The thing, all the stuff he's been through, and he still has a heart for brothers and sisters. Hey, woe is me, Jeff. Man, I'll tell you what. It's terrible. I'll tell you what. I had to, I, I had, I had to change a tire. My tire went flat. And my cell phone wouldn't work. And so I had to change a tire myself. Man, it was really hard watching my wife do that, you know? Flat on the ball. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I know I changed that tire. God's going to bless me because I changed that tire because I was coming to church, you know. No, we did not change the tire. Don't, I don't make it. But see, I can start looking at things that I do and, oh, man, wow. Look what I did for you today, Lord. And I look at Brother Paul like, whoa, you know. What we do is awesome for the Lord, right? But no reason to brag about it. You know, oh, man, I changed the tire. Charlie, come to church today. And somebody in Africa says, what? You got a car? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I walked 27 miles to the service today. Oh, wow. What? You got shoes? Oh, you know, it goes on and on that way. You know, so whatever comes our way, whatever it is, God's there with us to strengthen us to get through that. Amen. All for his glory. So this brother Paul talents everything he's been through. But he has a love for us. He has a love for us. Instead of being in the prison cell, being in there, and again, woe is me, he's finding ways to reach out to people. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, he says this. I'm reading under the uh, Passion Translation in case you were to read a little bit different. Now Paul says, now let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free. Not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. I love that word he says. This is stubbornly. Now, I'm not going back where I come from. He set me free. He, well, you set me free for what? He set us free to worship Him. 
He set us free from the chains of sin, the chains of, of whatever was bound us. Set us free that we can truly worship Him, honor Him, serve Him, follow Him freely. And we think freely means we can do whatever we want. But what He's talking about, we're free to serve the Lord. Wow. Now, who don't want you to serve the Lord? Satan, yeah. He's always going to find a way to trick, trip you up, right? But he said, now listen, stubbornly, do not go back to the past where you come from. Now, we all come from somewhere, right? Different paths, okay? My path might not take you nowhere, Gail. Okay? Because you, you didn't live my past. But your steps will take you to your past. I didn't live there. But so you know where you came from. You know what road you walked, right? You ever been deceived? You learned from being deceived? Yes, amen. Well, that's what Paul is saying. Don't go back where you come. Be stubborn. I'm not going back here. Come on, Rita. It won't hurt nothing. Come on. We can go back just for a little while. I'm not going back. If you're trying to take me back where I came from and God delivered me from, then you're not my friend. You're someone that's hurting. You're someone that wants to be, uh, but to be comfortable going back to where I used to be. I gotta love you enough, or you gotta love me enough. See, I, I wanted you to go with me, right? That you refuse to go. Okay? Because once you go with me, you're kind of like, you're giving approval to my life. And God has set you free from that life. So he says, stubbornly refuse to go back where you come from, no matter what. Refuse to do that. Now, what's the best way of doing it? Be on a straight, narrow path. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. And be in fellowship with other believers who have the same heart and desire that you have to please God. Now in verse 13 of Galatians 5, Paul says this. Beloved ones. Beloved. He's correcting us. Give us. But he's still he, beloved. He still loves us. God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. He's saying, "Listen, that freedom you have, I'm telling you, it's not for you for your physical thing. It's freedom to set you free from the things that." the physical wants to do. It sets you free from the world. And to look at one another and to serve one another. And to express love in all that we do, he's saying. And again, he's looking back, he's saying, okay, I see what's going on in the church here, guys. This, we're going to do. Some of you guys are using this freedom, and you're not using it for the Lord. He set you free from the natural realm that you no longer have to have the lust. You don't have to have this uh, envious heart that you have or a hatred heart. Verse 14, he says, "For love completes the laws of God." All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement: demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care for. And love yourself. Otherwise, love your neighbor as you do yourself. Amen? And your neighbor is a person beside you, wherever you're at. To love them. Oh, we all have our rights. Amen? And we live in America. We have great rights. We can gather here together. And we have the right to worship. And we have the freedom of choice. I mean, it's amazing. With all that, we need to remember to love your neighbor as yourself. Putting other people first. Man. And that can be a, a great big thing. It would be, be a smaller thing. But truly, that Christ lives through you. you know, he has been sharpening the church. He's been strengthening the church. He's been waking the church up. So That's what I need you to do. I need you to be different than the world. And the world out there, they're envious and they want everything for themselves. And it's me, 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 me. But you're the opposite. What else do you need? You got me, God says. You got me. Jesus said, man, you're my, you're my relatives. Man. So I mean, there's three. Love. Oh, no, Jeff. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, is there anyone doing it left? Hey, you can have it. What? Oh, we cut it in half? Okay. 
But see, showing love. Whatever you do. Again, the world isn't used to that. You, you guys testify many times you do something and people are like, oh, wow, thank you. You know? But that's what He's called you and me to do. To share His love. Love thy neighbor as yourself, He says. It's not easy. Amen? Understand, it's not easy. But you can do it with Jesus. But the Holy Spirit, the strength, He gives you power to do that. But we've got to want to honor Him. All right, Lord, I won't handle this today. He'll tell you. He'll give you the strength to be a witness for Him. Not ourselves, but for Him. And the difference that you guys make in the people's lives. But Paul is addressing it. Hey, listen. Remember what for a reminder. To love your neighbor as yourself. But in verse 15 he says, But if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. Ooh. He said minor issues come together against one another. Talking about one another, he's saying, or trying to destroy, trying to get somebody to trip up. And they don't. We get so wrapped up in ourselves demanding what we want and someone steps on our toes, man, we start running our mouth against them. He said, no, don't, don't do that. Basically, Paul says, now you can do that if you've been shipwrecked three times, beaten seven times, lowered down from a basket, rocked. Can you mean? No, you didn't say you could. You see what I'm saying? This is a man that has every reason to spew nothing but hatred out of his mouth and speak against his enemy and those who call him brothers in the Lord and do not treat him like a brother in the Lord. He said, man, listen, I'm not doing it. The only reason Paul cannot do that because of the love of Christ he has and the Holy Spirit that he has. So we can do the same thing. I mean, the witness, he had to be in prison. I mean, he, he brought some of the guards to know the Lord. He found favor. Locked down, but he had his own, he had his own uh, office area and stuff, you know? Because they, they could look at him and see, man, there's something different about Paul. There's something really real in his life. Verse 16. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Totally surrender. Right? Holy Spirit speaks to you. Ah, okay. He speaks to anything you did this past week that you shouldn't have done. The Holy Spirit spoke to you. He really, he really gave you caution. You might not have heard Him because you focused too much on your way and not the Lord's way. And as we walk with the Master, the Lord's way becomes our way. We hear it a little better. Representing Jesus. One way of doing things, when you, no matter where you go, imagine Christ is walking alongside of you. How that would change some of our circumstances, some of our actions. You realize He's not walking beside you, He's actually walking inside of you. That's, your, that's His arm. Look at that. His eyeballs, His mouth. He's in there. Total surrender to Him is what Paul is saying. You will abandon the cravings of your self-life as you draw closer to Him. If we want it. Amen? Don't you want all that He has for us to be? Because He used us. He traded us. So I'm going to take your simple dead life, your, your trip to hell. I'm going to take all that from you if you just give me your life and let me live through you just for a few years. You're only here for a short time. I heard an explanation I thought was really good yesterday. I can't remember who I was listening to at that time. But he's talking about a dog. He said, man, he, he, he had a passion for dogs. This guy did. And he's out and, and he lived in the city and seen this dog run down the street. Almost hit by a car a couple of times. So, oh, man. I said, hey, 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 come here. Get out of the street. He said, I took off running after this dog. I thought, hey, come back here. I want to feed you. Are you going to get hurt? And the more he ran after him and yelled at him, the dog ran faster away from him. Faster. He said, no, I'm, I don't want to harm you. I want, I want. Wow. I wish I could talk dog language. 
And I could tell him, if I could just be a dog for a little bit, I'd say, hey, listen over here, buddy. i got food for you and shelter. And he could hear and listen to me. He says, that's what God did for us. So listen, you got to do this. That's sin. Repent. Turn away from it. If I just get them to listen to... Uh, uh, oh, wait a second. I'm going to go down there in an earth suit like they have. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to share with them. The love I have for them. That's what Jesus did. This word that we hear here is God. Incarnated in the flesh and blood that we have. Come to deliver us. Just like that dog you kept running from. We kept running away from God. But now we realize, wait. He's speaking our language. He only wants the best for us. How many people know that God only wants the best for you? How many realize Jesus died to give us the best that God has for us? You know, Carol mentioned that earlier during your praise and worship speaking out. So, can we trust the Lord? Can we trust what He says and do? Can we do what He wants us to do? We can. But we don't always do it, do we? But we need to. Closer to Him. More, surrendering more to Him and recognizing the things He, he has for us to do. Verse 17, For yourself life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder Him from living free within you. Wow. So the Holy Spirit is within you, but because of your self-life, because of the cravings of the old, the old man who left his, he left his mark in your body, your new creation, but the old man is still, his influence in your life is still there. It's not allowing the Holy Spirit to operate freely in all aspects of your life. You and the Holy Spirit intense cravings hinder your old self. Life from dominating you. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. That's that battle's going on with you, going back and forth all the time. You want to go back, you want to go this way, you want to go that way. But he says in verse 18, But when you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. Think of that. Goes back to you resisting the devil. It's going drawing closer to God, being in fellowship like you're doing. Constantly, God first in our life. He said, "Now the cravings of self life are obvious: sexual morality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God." And that's a big one right there. I mean. And we put things before ourselves other than God. And again, Paul is writing, listen, this is what you guys are into. You're using your freedom all wrong because you don't have a freedom to sin. Sin is still sin. You have a freedom, free from your old man, put it that way, to worship God all that you want to do. But you're using it this way. And he said, how can you do this? I mean, if anyone, again, had a, could have had a desire to turn his back on the ways of God... For himself would be Paul because all the stuff he went through. But Paul was sold out. He said, no, I'm not threatening. He said, now some of you out there have been nothing other people, taking advantage of them. Hatred of those who get in your way. Senseless arguments. Resentment when others are favored. I mean, can you imagine? Getting upset because someone else got more favor than you. And they got blessed. And Paul's sitting there in his prison cell, rats running around in water. Thankfully, he had a piece of bread today. And the person gets upset because they've got raisin bread. They didn't get basil bread or whatever. So, I mean, see how we get wrapped up in ourselves? We get to the point that they owe me, they owe me, they owe me, they owe me. Look where I am. Temper tantrums, getting mad, upset, flying off the handle, I think we caught. I mean, Paul, he said, listen, you guys are doing this. Not, you know what I'm saying. I didn't mean to look at you. I know you guys are married two years now, everything's perfect. But he's saying, wow, what is it to be upset about? Again, 
If someone's got a reason to be upset, I should be because you guys abandoned me, Paul says. But he didn't. Angry quarrels. Only thinking of yourself, Paul says. Why are you only thinking? I mean, we should never. God's by all my need, the rich and glory in Christ Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, everything I need is given to me. I have nothing to be upset about. Being in love with your own opinions. Being envious of the blessings of others. Murder. Matthew 5.21. Jump in there for a second. Matthew 5.21. It says, You're familiar with the commandment that the older generation was taught. Do not murder or you will be judged. But I'm telling you, says Jesus, if you hold anger in your heart toward your fellow believer, you are subject to judgment. Wow. If we hold anger towards a fellow believer, in the eyes of the Lord, the same thing as a murderer. I mean, his word tells us, hey, you got out somebody, come together. Use the word of God as a centerpiece. Pray, forgive one another, and follow the Master, if you want to follow Him. Uncontrolled addictions. Now there when it translated uncontrolled. So you have addictions that you control. That's correct. The Bible also says don't be addicted to anything. But uncontrolled, it just it takes over. It takes over your thought life. It takes over your wallet. It takes over your friendship. Wild parties, he says. And all other similar behavior. Mm. I mean, I can see Brother Paul again in prison, all this stuff going on, looking out there, man, you, you, you guys are following Jesus, the same Jesus I am. Uh, what's this wild party you doing, man? Uh, uh, arguing back and forth. I, I bet Paul, like, wow, I, I can't believe you guys are doing this. Have I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God? Amen. Where do you forget? I went through all this to share the gospel. I'm in prison because of the gospel of loving Jesus. You're not why because you're compromised. You're having wild parties and you know all this stuff, and no one can tell that you love Jesus. You you want a cushion life, Paul's saying. You want a cushion life. He said, "I'm telling you, though, you continue to do that, you're not seeing the kingdom of God. Christ died to deliver you from that." Look at poor brother Paul. He had a death sentence, killing Christians in the name of God. He was wrong. When his eyes are open, true, he met Jesus. Wow, he caught on fire. But he's sitting back in prison, looking at the body that the, the so-called church at that time, and saying, "Not all, but most of them." You're doing all this stuff here, and you truly think you're going to go to heaven? Christ come to deliver you from that. He gave you freedom. Freedom to worship Him. Freedom to honor Him. To set you free from your old self. Man, His heart had to be heavy. You know? But, this is love because He is sharing that. Why? Because God wasn't done with the people yet. Every morning He got sidetracked. It's not too late. It's not too late. He says the same thing today. The Word of God speaks to us today. He hasn't changed. His love is still the same. His strength, His power of God is still the same. There are brothers and sisters around the globe right now in prison for loving Jesus. Some of them are in prison because they have a Bible. 
And the Bible illegal. They didn't care how long to hang on to it. And they're in prison because they knew that Word of God. And someone said it earlier, He is the way, the truth, and the life. They know that's where life comes from itself. They want that. They want to share with other people. In prison for that. So we got to look at ourselves, make sure that we're not following the same steps that caused Paul to write this letter. And if we are, we got to turn. We got to turn now. We got to resist. Draw closer to the Lord. And he tells us in verse 22, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit that is within you is divine love and all its varied expressions. It gives you joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Otherwise, this goes on and on and on. That's what's living in you. The Holy Spirit within you, this has already been deposited in you. Let it grow. And how does the plant grow better in a garden? Get the weeds out, right? Amen? Whatever you water, whatever you feed is going to grow. I don't know, can you buy feed for weeds, Rita? You don't think so? I don't know either. But whatever you're feeding is going to grow. You know, if, if your life isn't representing Christ like we should be, what are you feeding? What are you allowed to be fed into your life to cause you to grow the weeds instead of the flowers? And cut it off. If I told you today, I said, Charlie, I want to lose weight. I want to. You say, well, Pastor, quick, we're going through Wendy's every day. Isn't that the truth? I might get offended. I might quit going to Wendy's or going to Burger King. <laughs> but, but, but see, when I tell you what my heart desire is, you weren't afraid to tell me, hey, just quit going to there. Turn away from there. Oh, it'd be kind of hard. Wendy's only two blocks from the church here. But first day I turn away from it. The second day, eventually, boom, there's no longer have a desire. If I truly want what I want. Amen? And that's what Brother Paul was. He just said, man, if you really want to walk with the Lord, you want to be powerful and strengthened by everything that God has for you, recognize the thing that's going on and get out of it. Let Him strengthen you. Again, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I have to listen to Him. I have to yield myself to Him. i got to want it. And that, so you want more peace? You want more patience? It's been deposited in you, but it comes by spending time with God, spending time in His Word. Listening, not to find a loophole. Not reading the Word of God, trying to find a loophole that you can still continue in your sin and still go to heaven. Amen? You know, sometimes people will push themselves, how close to sin I can get without sinning, right? Well, that's your heart, you already sinned. Because your heart, your heart has to be a man. I don't do nothing that deteriorates my representation of Jesus. In verse 24, there's a couple more verses. Verse 24, Galatians 5 says, Now keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion. For everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with Messiah. He's saying that all those who belong to Jesus, you've already been crucified. Otherwise, you already let, let yourself die. Now, if you still got the old man living inside of you, I suggest maybe, just possibility, go home, write down the things that you're doing that you should have been crucified, the things of the flesh that you're still doing. Write them down on a piece of paper. Repent from it. Take her outside and burn it. To remind yourself, hey, listen, that's no longer me. And turn from it. Verse 25 says, We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after Him. Now the Holy Spirit has no body. He's the third person of the Trinity. He lives within us. We are His arms and legs. He lives within us. And we must learn, we must yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and live through Him. Let Him live through us. And you'll notice your vocabulary different, your love for other people, your love for your enemy. 
Your desire for all men to come to know Christ Jesus. You get the point that putting other people first. I mean, Jesus did. Of all the stuff the world done to him, he said, Father, forgive them. I guess I ask this today, are we better than Jesus? Do we have more owed to us than Jesus? Can we not look at our brother and sister, those who have sinned against us, and say, listen, Father, I forgive them. Do not hold the sin against them. We can, because Jesus did it for us. In verse 26 it says, So may we never be arrogant or look down on another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. There's only one Starkey in this room. I heard a back here, okay. And there's only one Rick. There's only one Paul. Okay. The one Kenny. We're all made in the image of God. All created with a soul, a personality. But as Christians, we're all led by the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And just because tonight Fernando's on the radio talking to 10,000 people, sharing the Gospel, and Paul's down around the street corner at a coffee shop talking to somebody about the Lord... There's nothing to be jealous about. Fernando was called to be on the radio. You're supposed to be down there. We need to encourage one another. You know, and rejoice. And something, somebody gives a testament. Hey, man, listen. My car broke down. I don't know what we're going to do. And someone gave me a car. Oh, praise God. Rejoice about that. Truly be happy for me you now. And remember, what do we have that our brothers and sisters can use? You know? You're here and needed somebody and you have it available? Maybe God wants you to give that to them or help them out that way, you know? Somebody needs a pair of boots? You got boots at home? Hats, coats. Mm. Amen. Anybody need a dog? I thought I thought it was in there. No. What it's saying, he's just saying, Paul wrote that to us to encourage us. Listen, is this taking place? <laughs> if anybody got a right to complain, I do. So, man, let's straighten this up. Because we're continuing this path. Man, and you're not going to see the kingdom of God. And Paul's one that could speak because every one of us, without Jesus in our life, we were headed down the wrong path. And again, I'll close with this. Leave your past in the past. Someone comes in, and I have it happen to me every once in a while. Hey, do you remember when I... I don't live there anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear that no more. You, know, you remember? No, 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 don't, I don't recall. Because I'm going to go back in the old days and start thinking. Not everything I did in my old ways was bad, understand? Right, Carol? That's right. But if I go back down that path, then it might take me little bunny trails and I don't live there anymore, you know? But he wants us to love one another, forgive one another, encourage one another, pray for one another. And man, the time is short of his coming. To shake off the things that have been holding you back. Resist that devil and get a prayer partner if you need one to help pray you through the week and bring God all the glory that He can. Amen? Amen. And on the front of your bulletin today, again, speaking out the Word of God, this is so important. You know, speaking out declarations. It says, Father, I, I covenant with You to be what You say I am. Even though I sometimes don't feel like it. You ever feel like you're not a Christian? But you are, Right? It's the blood that made us a Christian. You call me righteous and holy in Christ. Therefore, I am righteous and holy. As a born-again believer, I am a child of the one true living God. That would be a good thing to say in the mornings. Anytime. You get down and out. You can take pictures. You have them on your phone. You need encouragement. You can find one of them. You know. But you're a child of God. He never said our life would be perfect here. But He'd be with us through everything. Call upon Him and let Him have His ways with us. Amen. Amen. Anybody got a question about today? Comments about it? Okay. But again, it's being encouraged, throwing the things of the world off of us, 
following Jesus no matter what the cost because he already paid all the price for it. We just got to encourage each other and glorify him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for you know, Apostle Paul. We thank you, God, that he was not afraid to write down and have written, Father, the events that he went through. We thank you for his truth, Father God, when he wrote these letters. And by writing these letters, he might have cut off some support for him. He might have had some money coming from some of the folks. They might get offended by it, but he didn't care, God. He, he spoke the truth because he worried more about their souls than his own body, Father. And God, we just pray for the same spirit within us to raise up, that we would care more about other people's souls than ourselves. Because God, we are dead. You live within us. And you already said you meet the needs that we have, Father. So may we put aside our ways and our things that we want and be led by the Holy Spirit to share with others the truth and, Father, to encourage our brothers and sisters, not just here in this assembly, but here around us and around the world. May we find ourselves praying more and more for those who are being persecuted in other countries today, God, that they be strengthened through their testimony, God, to shine your light upon their enemies, that the enemies will be released from the chains that got them bound, and they're coming to the knowledge and acceptance of Christ Jesus as Savior and Lord. Father, we pray for our nation today. Continue to say that, God, we do live in a blessed nation. It's been blessed by Almighty God, and this nation is dedicated to you, Lord. So help us put those in power, Father, that will lead us according to your word, that we recognize those that dare to do harm against the truth. That those in power that are doing that now, God, be removed from power, brought to justice, but through all that, may the eyes be open to see Christ Jesus and receive Him as Savior and Lord. We pray for those who are raising up God's state, taking a stand for this nation, to govern according to your word. May they be strengthened. May we have eyes and ears to hear how to pray for them. And Lord, we pray for our children, our children's children's children. And we place the blood of Christ over them today and declare no weapon formed against them but prosper, Father. That they are our inheritance. We have a great inheritance. Our inheritance knows Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. So we bind whatever hindering spirit it is that keeps them from coming into full acceptance of Christ Jesus. We bind that spirit and we say, Lord, send forth workers into their path, Father God, to share the truth and they come out of darkness into light. God, we pray for our first responders today, for their safety and safety of their families, protection for our school personnel, and Lord, for all those on the front line. We thank you for all you've done for us. And Lord, may all we do glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.